This week's episode is sponsored by Smart Home. Looking to simplify your life? Whether it's planning your week or just remembering where your appointments are, Smart Home can help with that. They provide everything from personal assistants like Google Home or Alexa to automated lighting systems and security cameras like Ring for your home. Their products are affordable, easy to program devices that communicate over your home's existing wiring and over radio frequency signals. That means that your appointments are always remembered and that your house is always safe. As a thank you for listening to our podcast, you can use the discount code NERD10, that's N-E-R-D-1-0, at checkout for 10% off on their website, smarthome.com. You can follow them at smarthome on Instagram and at smarthoming on Twitter. Hey, this is Pip, and you are listening to my interview on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to the Pop Nerd Lounge podcast. I'm Steph Pham. Each episode, I sit down with the creatives to hear their story in a casual, informative, and empathetic conversation. My guest today is a Westchester-based artist who's adding a timeless flair to a contemporary backdrop. We had a really fun conversation talking about letting things happen organically, trying not to force things to be creative, and he updates me on all of his musical adventures, and it was just a really casual, chill, but very fun and engaging chat. You know what time it is. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this discussion with Welcome to Popner Lounge. My guest today is Pip. Pip, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. What came first, your love for baseball or music? Oh, definitely baseball. Um, I started playing baseball when I was probably like three years old. My grandfather put a Con Edison code out and I would just start whacking it. But yeah, definitely baseball. I, I pursued a baseball career for years and years and years. From all the way up to to UMass at Division One level, try to play professional, just didn't didn't work out. But yeah, definitely baseball. Speaking about that, right in your bio, it says this former Division One baseball player's injuries and mental health may have derailed his dream of playing pro, but then became the catalyst for finding light in the darkness. How did music become this source of light in a trying time? Because I've spoken to several who have been athletes to artists. So what was kind of like that transition that sparked for you? Yeah, it's kind of funny. There's a lot of uh, musicians that I know that were former athletes. I don't know what it is, but... It's something, there's something in the water. Um, but yeah, it was, it was funny during, I'd say like eight years ago, it was my junior year of high school. Um, that's, that's the big year for baseball when you're trying to get recruited. So it's very stressful and hectic. You're talking to a bunch of schools and going to showcases and putting yourself on the line. And that's when I fell into music somehow. I don't know. I just, uh, started teaching myself how to play piano and stuff. And it was a great outlet to kind of take your mind off of that whole process definitely, definitely helped really get me through a bunch of stuff. And then later on, I don't know, we'll probably get there, but later on in my college career, when I was battling a bunch with anxiety and stuff like that, it was a really great outlet to, again, take my mind off of all that stuff and really step away from what you were trying 
like music was just fun at that time. So it was great to go have fun and take my mind off of the other stuff. Let's talk about that. I I know that that's kind of a period in life when a lot of us are facing anxiety because it's like that uh, crossroad in life where we're kind of questioning what's our next step. How did music help you cope with that? Yeah. So I'd say it really, so my whole life I try to, my whole goal was and dream was to be a professional baseball player. Um, injuries and stuff like that kind of derailed it, but definitely having music as like, I knew, I knew I was good at music. Um, and it was fun at the time. So it was like, when you're trying to pursue something that's very hard to accomplish, it's, you put a, obviously you put a lot of pressure on yourself and having that outlet as like the fun thing, but I knew I was good at it. It was like, I just did it. I didn't really, it wasn't forced. Baseball became something that was kind of forced. I don't know. After a while you, (laughs) you pursue something and it's like, it's kind of just got to happen. Yeah. It's hard, but baseball was so hard that it was like, okay, maybe this isn't really the path I'm supposed to be going down. So music was always there to back me up. I mean, I would, I would always play for my teammates and friends. They'd be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you, why are you playing baseball still? Like go pursue a career in music. Like you're nuts. And I, at the time I'd be like, no, nah, I love baseball. So it's just kind of fun the music thing. And yeah, I mean, they were right, I guess. <laughs> and you kind of talked about it whenever um, you pursue something, but then it becomes, I don't know if it's like routine or, or there's like a pressure of it constantly. How do you not force creativity when there's moments of that pressure or what on the opposite end, when we kind of lack motivation? Yeah. It's funny. Cause I'm, I'm going through one of those times right now. It's been like, I actually just got over COVID. Um, I had it like two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Beat me up pretty good vaccine. I don't know. I still had the vaccine. I don't know what happened, but, but yeah, so definitely been like dragging a little bit. So, I mean, you want to be productive. Like everybody wants to be productive, but myself, like trying to hold myself back. Like I definitely don't feel super inspired right now. Um, but you, obviously there's that side that's like, go write a song or go like, you know what I mean? Go do something productive. But, um, it it just, it kind of kills like when you do that, when you force it, it kind of kills like the times when you actually are inspired, um, to go write something greater. You you really just got to wait for that inspiration to hit. Like it stinks being an athlete. I'm always like wanting to go, 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 but you really got to sit back and wait to feel inspired. And then it just, comes out and you write two songs instead of trying to write one song and you don't even get two lines. So it's like, you got to be super patient and kind of wait for that spark to hit. But it definitely is a hard, hard line. Like definitely something I think about all the time. Absolutely. And and you're right. I, I think you have to wait for that inspiration to hit you because when you're creating, when you're not inspired, you're not going to connect to it. Therefore, people yeah. who listen to what you produce aren't going to connect with it either because they can tell that you're not really invested as much as something that had inspired you before. And so, yeah, it's a, it's definitely kind of a tight rope to walk. It's, yeah. It's so strange because like you need, I mean, there's times where you need to get stuff done or you have a deadline or something, but it's like, am I going to produce like the best work I can when I'm not inspired? So it's like, it's so, it's a super, super kind of hurts my brain to be honest. <laughs> right. right. But, yeah building off of that whenever there is deadlines or whenever a team or something is, is expecting something from you but yet you don't feel it's a hundred percent there how do you manage that yeah the biggest thing for me is that 
like the thing with the music is like when I first started, I didn't have a team at all. I mean, I had no clue what I was doing with music at all. I was, again, I was a baseball player. So it was like, how do I get what I want to get done, done? And the team just started to come around me. And that's the biggest thing. Like if I had to do it all on my own with the deadline stuff and it wouldn't work, usually, usually we're good. Even if we have a deadline, like the team that we have, um, we're just, it just flows out of us. I don't know. There's rarely a time where we sit in a room and uh, like we don't come up with something great. So honestly, maybe, maybe the biggest thing is to like rely on other people too, instead of um, just yourself sometimes like you, yeah, you, it's really hard to write and like be creative by yourself. I think it's a very collaborative thing. So it's only when like, I'm super, super inspired. I could write something by myself or, yeah, really take on a project by myself. But the team is the biggest part to get over that, I think. You've gained a bit of a following on social media, having 77,000 plus on TikTok. How does one build a connection with their community, but not let it run their life? Yeah. So uh, I actually took on TikTok in the middle, like smack in the middle of the pandemic. I uh, One of my biggest like inspirations is Gary V. I don't know if you know Gary V, but yeah, I listen to all this stuff all the time. And he, he was like, get on TikTok, get on TikTok, get on TikTok. So I was like, fine, I'll get on TikTok. And then I just told my, I had nothing else to do. So I was like, let me make three videos a day, be consistent with it and see what happens. And my first couple of videos got like 10 views. I had like two followers. I was like, ah, oh, gosh, this is like too much work. But I, I literally put out, I'd say for like two months straight, I put three videos a day, covers or whatever. And it just kept on going up and up and up. And then I made one video, one funny video with the music or whatever. And I woke up the next morning. I had like 20,000 followers. I was like, shoot. I was like, yeah, it's crazy. The TikTok is insane. That It just, I was, I woke up, I was like, whoa. So it motivated me to do more, but yeah, just being consistent with it. Um, but definitely like now I, I struggle with like um, being consistent with it. Cause I put so much, I like went so hard at it. I'm kind of burnt out from it. So I need to muster up the uh, energy to start doing it again. But yeah, definitely consistency, but you have to, I don't know. I think you have to commit to like those. If I didn't commit to those two months of like grueling <laughs> three videos a day, it wouldn't have worked. So I think you have to give yourself a time period where you're like, I'm going to do this, even though it's hard, but, uh, but yeah, definitely that. Yeah, consistency definitely helps out too. Because similar to your story, I don't—I mean, I don't have a massive following on TikTok or anything, but I just noticed that whenever I—I I think I gave myself thirty days to post every yeah. single day, not to skip out a day. And I was—and you do see a little bit of growth if you actually keep going at it. You know, it might not be like this huge uptick in in a following or whatever, but like the more you do it, the more you realize what people like about your content yeah. and what people come back to and you just kind of figure it out. It, sometimes it's algorithm related, but then yeah. a lot of times you can figure out what your audience is wanting. Yeah. Yeah. I think about it like, uh, you're kind of, you're either buying like raffle tickets. Like it really is just a raffle, like, but you can't punch, you can't get a ticket unless you put out a video. So you have to, the more you put out, the more chance of growing and maybe that one video blows up, but it's also, I say that the raffle ticket thing, and then like throwing darts at a board, like eventually if you throw a thousand darts at the board, you're going to hit the, hit the target once. So it's like, I take that philosophy into a bunch of things, but yeah, that's how I thought about it. Hey nerds. Thank you for sticking around with us. We hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. 
We're always looking to improve the show, so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature, so if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at popnerdlounge.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. So let's shift it to discussing music. Uh, who are three of your musical heroes? Ooh, I'd say the first one would be Ryan Tedder um, from One Republic. I think I think he's big for me because I love uh, writing. Like I think songwriting is my best thing that I do, um, and he's obviously known for writing for other artists. I mean his his discography is crazy. Like he wrote Halo by Beyonce and Bleeding Love and Ed Sheeran and stuff, just all over the place. So, and he had his own or has his own like artist career with his band. So that's something I think I want to model my career after where I'm able to work with other people. Cause I love that. And then put out my own music at the same time. So he'd be the first, um, I never thought I'd say this growing up, but, uh, Justin Bieber for sure. Now that, yeah, I mean, back in the day, it's funny. I was actually just talking to one of my buddies, like who would ever thought we would be listening to Justin Bieber, like religiously <laughs> total 360. The guy did, but, his his ability to like hop genres and um kind of just like go with where music is going is something i really like i don't like being like stuck in one lane um and then third hmm. i'd say i mean i'll give you i'll give you four ed sheeran slash john mayer um yeah i, I think i like that like acoustic um kind of laid back pour your heart out kind of thing I think both those guys do it really well. Um, yeah, those two guys are, yeah, uh, those are my three or four. It's hard. <laughs> it's definitely hard. And you named, I think you named two out of the three of my musical heroes. Oh, wow. Really, like which Ryan one's, Tedder, Ryan which Tedder, one's that? Um, okay. And Ed Sheeran. Ryan Tedder, we uh, both have Oklahoma ties. He went to, uh, I think, oh, is it OBU or ORU in Tulsa? And then um, he's just, again, like like you mentioned, he's written for some of the biggest acts yeah. in music, but also has his own credibility with his own band. And just watching his brain on Songland is just crazy. Yeah. And I love Ed Sheeran. Um, his album multiply has like a huge significance in my life. It was like in a period yeah. where like I danced to most of his music. Cause I yeah. danced to a certain genre, but like, yeah, like he definitely knows what he's doing in terms of artistry and songwriting both. So yeah. Now- yeah. Both those, yeah. Both those guys really are great songwriters and they, and they kind of like Ed Sheeran too. He kind of like, he doesn't just do one thing. So I, I really like that. You released your single Sinatra a swag with former death row artist and multiple platinum producer, Sam Sneed. Uh, there's a serendipitous story of how you guys end up working together. Can you share that with us? Yeah. So, uh, my buddy that I work with a bunch, uh, DJ and producer 2am, we were going out to studio, uh, out on long Island, uh, to work with one of our other friends who's a producer Grams. And we known that he's like friends with, um, we, we didn't know the guy's name, but we, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm friends with, a former death row artist and producer, producer Jay-Z and all that stuff. We heard it like months and months earlier. We are like, that's awesome. And then we, uh, we headed out to the studio that day and Grams actually has a barber shop in his studio. It's like a one chair barbershop. He cuts hair on the side and stuff. So we walk in 
and he's just cutting some guy's hair. And uh, he goes to me and my buddy. He's like, oh, just go do your thing on the desk. Like, start pulling up music and playing it. So we started playing music that we were working on. And all of a sudden, the guy in the chair just started, like, freaking out. I was like, what the? I was like, who, who is this? He's like, he's like, who the heck? Who the heck is singing? Like, who the, whose voice is this? Like, all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, from there, we just, like, started chatting. And he told us who he was. And we literally chatted for, like, five hours just going back and forth about, like, our music and his career and stories and advice. But, yeah, it was super crazy because it was so random it was completely random where it would just happen naturally where we met him so and sometimes those are the best stories when something yeah organically happens and you just by chance and then something magical music coming out of it it's just yeah i love those moments for sure it that's definitely it's it's so similar to what we were talking about before with like the the um like trying too hard with the creativity thing you, it's such a fine line, but you got to let things happen. And that's like the biggest thing that I'm learning. I don't know if I'll ever fully grasp it because I'm always wanting to go get stuff, but letting things happen and like that situation was crazy. So you just released a uh, lover boy with the good mood Cl- collective. Talk to us about the song and the inspiration behind it. Yeah. So, um, my sister, one of my sisters was in the Hamptons, uh, for a week, like on vacation and she wound up meeting um this guy that actually was friends with an investor in the brand lover boy which is a uh like a alcoholic beverage started by kyle cook uh amanda and carl radke they're on the show summer house on bravo and um yeah she started like telling and the guy that she met was a songwriter so she came back she's like oh i showed your music to his name is jake he loves your music, yada, yada, yada. And she started explaining like the lover boy thing. And as soon as she said the name lover boy, I've never heard of the brand. As, she, as soon as she said that name, I was like, wow, that's like a great title for a song. Like instantly it, it sparked. Um, and then I started looking up the brand and we like got the drink and I was like, this is really cool. The brand is awesome. It's like, let's write a song about this. So yeah, we wound up uh, writing a song that was like, not like, so in depth about like a drink or something, but it was just a cool, like fun thing that was inspired by the brand. Yeah. It came out really, really, really cool. I love that. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like a brand, um, a brand endorsed, uh, project or whatever, but like it, it's natural. It's not so in your face that the brand is tied to your work or whatever, but it's yeah. inspiration from it. How do I, how would I put it? I, I don't know. I just see some of these like, uh, branded videos or whatever that's some content creators are making but it feels like they're trying to push the product to you but like for you yeah kind of just organically like we've been talking just kind of organically got inspired by it yeah it definitely yeah yet another case where it just happened like we didn't even we weren't even talking with uh kyle and carl and amanda the owners like we made the song completely and we we're just like let's email to them like we we didn't go in it with like we're making a song with the brand, like they're sponsoring us or whatever. We kind of just made it um, like we would make any other song. And then we hit them up and then they loved it. And we're talking with them. And like, it's just, yeah, again, like <laughs> organic, like my sister met a random dude. Like now I, we write with him all the time and he's like one of our good friends. So it's, yeah, it's crazy how it happens. 
One of the pieces of advice you recently gave in an article was to have fun while creating. And I think sometimes while creating can feel like work because like we mentioned before, like you're up against a deadline or you feel like you have to produce so much work to release something. How do we balance that productivity while remembering to enjoy the journey as cliche as it sounds? Yeah. So again, I'll go back to the team thing. Like I think, um, by yourself, it's very hard to like enjoy like having fun creating stuff. Cause it's kind of stressful cause you don't have anybody to bounce like ideas off of. But, uh, when you're with like the team, like whenever I go out to my buddy's house, the studio, um, we'll have a bunch of people there that work on the songs and stuff. And like, if stuff isn't flowing, we don't, we like go out and go get lunch or like go downstairs and just mess around. We don't like force, uh, like the creativity like if if it's just not flowing it's just not flowing at that time so we go have fun we go walk go to the beach and walk around or go on a drive and stuff like that so yeah that's that's what i meant by that um again just like letting it happen you can't it's the hardest thing you cannot force creativity it's like that's like the biggest lesson i learned it was such a bet it was such a hard lesson for me to learn coming from uh being an athlete because again the athletes you're just like tr- gotta go work out and you're constantly like doing something. So I always felt like super lazy and uh, unproductive, but yeah, you cannot force it. But I I would say the team is the biggest thing. Absolutely. And I read somewhere where it's like several creatives have mentioned that you got to let life happen to you and create (laughs) stuff. Like like, it just has to organically, like we've been talking about this whole conversation, it just has to organically happen because yeah, I think when people force creativity, it's just, um, I don't know. You feel it on the other end. Yeah, you do. You do. It, it, and sometimes it can lead to burnout. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, It can lead to burnout and we can like just, almost resent what we're passionate about before. And so, yeah, just our whole conversation is just uh, letting things flow, letting things happen when they're meant to. And yeah, I think that's when we get our best work. For sure. Like right now, I think I've mentioned it before. I'm in one of those stages where I'm like forcing myself not to go sit down and try to write something. Cause I'm like not inspired, whether it's getting over COVID or whatever, but it's like, yeah, you could easily, if I were to go sit down right now and like, I don't think I've touched my guitar in the past like three weeks, which is crazy, but it's like, there's nothing for me to write about or anything like that. If I took it out and started writing and I couldn't write anything, I'd be like, damn, you stink at songwriting. Like, There's no point if you don't have anything to write about. What is your why for doing music? Like if somebody asked you what the re what's the reason for you doing music, what would yeah. be your why? I think, I think my biggest thing with music that I fell in love with is just, I love connecting with people and like putting into words, uh, what other people can't like really understand. Like, that's the coolest thing for me. Um, I, I'm a huge thinker. I always, I'm constantly like thinking and stuff. And I think I've always like been decent at writing. I never did music or anything like that until a few years back, but I, I love like, I'm always thinking. So I'm constantly like, why is this? I always question things and stuff like that. So I think it's really cool to put things in words and then share that with people. And then them having that moment where it's like, wow, like I've never heard it said like that. Or like that thought is crazy and stuff like that. So I, I think it's the connection thing. Um, nothing really like I'm really in it for that. I, I'm not really in it to get like famous or anything like that. I mean, hopefully that happens, but it's more about the connection for me. I think that's what I fell in love with. 
So before we wrap up our conversation, can you tease us with some something that might be coming out later this year or your future plans with your music? Yeah, so I'm actually in a super interesting time right now. Um, we just went down to Miami to meet with uh, a big manager of several like big artists and um, their team really wants to get us in the studio, me and my buddy and our, our team um, in the studio with like bigger artists and stuff to write and produce for them and then bounce like our own music off of that. So we're still kind of in the process of figuring out whether we're just still going to be releasing music um, consistently right now or getting in the studio with these people because we have a lot of like A plus songs that we're holding back because I don't know if a big artist calls to, to cut one of them, we're obviously going to let it go. So right now, this, this next couple of weeks or months, yeah, it's kind of up in the air, super up in the air, but it's all exciting. It's all good stuff. Great. And we'll, we'll be sure to follow you. And yes. Following you. Um, I'm going to let the, I'm going to turn the floor over to you and you can tell our listener where to find you on social media, where they can stream your music. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Thank you. Yeah. You guys can follow me on every uh, social platform at pip music underscore. Um, and yeah, I'm on all streaming platforms, pip as pip. So yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Check it out. Well, pip, this has been such a, just a chill and just engaging conversation about being creative and just, uh, how creatives operate. And I love talking about your music and your journey. So thank you so much for speaking with me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Special thanks to Pip for being this week's guest. If you want to learn more about Pip, visit the links in the show notes. I want to take this opportunity to wish all of our nerds a happy new year. May you strive for bigger and better goals. And I hope that in the new year, you value yourself as a creative, not only as a creative, but as a person too. Here's wishing you a very happy 2022 and take it away outro me. Pop Nerd Lounge is executive produced by Vico and Steph Pham. Vico serves as the creative director and Steph Pham serves as the editor and host. For all things Pop Nerd Lounge, visit our website at popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you tune in next time to join us for another conversation with a fellow creative. For Pop Nerd Lounge, I'm Steph Pham. <laughs>